Yes, welcome everybody to Cheltenham Only Better Week 14. Week 14 means it is our penultimate pod. Where does the time go? Just two weeks out from the big one, Cheltenham Festival 2024. Been a busy day for the lads, of course, with the handicap weights coming out. So they have been super, super busy. And this week's show is very relevant because we are doing a handicap special for you. So loads to delve into. Um, I've also got an offer to tell you about, which is a completely free bet on racing multiples available every weekend until Cheltenham. Opt-in required, maximum one free bet per customer per weekend. Exclusions and T's and C's apply. As always, head over to our Betfair Sportsbook to find out more. Joined, of course, once more by Kevin Blake, Daryl Carter, and this week's guest, lovely to see you, it is Martin Dixon, analyst, pundit, Racing TV. Martin, thanks for joining us. No worries, good to be here, Matt. Yeah, looking forward to it. I've, I've enjoyed delving through these weights this afternoon. It's uh, been good fun. Um, I remember last year thinking immediately after the festival that maybe two weeks out wasn't the optimum time to be playing Cheltenham Festival anti-post markets, but there's the odd exception, I think, in, in the handicap where it's coming out this afternoon where maybe we can take advantage, particularly with some some non-runner no-bet offers around as well. You can you can take the chance in horses which are doubly entered, of which there are plenty. There are, and it's nice to hear that you've had fun because Daryl and Kev were, woo, what a day, not so fun, hey, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this very last year we actually got um I don't think it would, might 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 not have been by design, but we the the, the Cheltenham weights leaked a bit early and I got hold of a copy of them so I was able to get a head start. But uh this year this this year they're like the uh they're like the crown jewels, they're under heavy, heavy armored guard. And I think I was the last to get them, so the last uh the last five hours has been a bit of a scramble, yeah. <laughs> and Daryl, how are you? How's how's February been? Oh, dreadful. I can't wait to see the back of it, to be honest. Um, yeah, he's, Kev said, I look at him saying that he, he got him late. He never got him. He got him before me. He got him before this, <laughs> mere, this mere peasant over here. I, I've been working hard for the last few hours trying to get stuck in. Yeah, it's, it's been a manic day, isn't it? I mean, we all knew it was going to be a busy day, but I don't think the vets down at Kempton thought it would be a busy day for them. For Constitution Hill today, jeez. What a game. Yeah, we should we should obviously mention that it is important. The latest statements has been updated. Um, of course, it was mucus um, in the scope. The vets he's going to have antibiotics now, but it means he's got to have light work for pretty much almost a week. But we are two weeks out at the moment. It seems positive vibes that it's nothing major and they should get it right. But I know I agree. This is also Nikki, and they're going to take great care of this horse. So we it it is it's a massive concern, isn't it, Kev? That's a massive concern. Like he, he works shocking. Um, he worked shocking. He, he didn't sound great going by the camera. Um, and, and he's come back with a dirty scope. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're two weeks away, you know. Maybe, um, maybe he was just coming up to Lapham, Kev. And uh, Nick Christ, was just yeah. a bit of a game to get a bigger price. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah. No, no, no. I, like, it, it, it's terrible. Um, it's terrible for the, for the meeting, really, because he, he is a star. I know, look, the race was threatening. Lack of opposition has been a thing and, and lack of action for, with Constitution Hill has been a thing, but geez, you want them there. And um, now we're going to have to go through the, this willy-wanty thing for probably the guts of two weeks. Yeah. Um, but geez, it's far from ideal, not far from ideal. Yeah. Um, and if Just, uh, I know, I, I see the prices, the way it's playing at the minute, geez, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be backing them now myself. Just, just watching it, it, I mean, he barely had a piece of work, did he? It, it's almost no. like he, he was... Must have been unhappy with him a good way out for mm. him to have not even to tag on the tails. He, he basically just eased him off 
pretty much all yeah. the way up straight, didn't he? Which, yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which, which, is, which, I, which, I, which I would read is nearly worse than, you know, yeah. if he came there traveling and just kind of hit, hit a bit of a wall. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if he'd have been a little bit laboured and not getting past him, but still had a full piece of work, you'd almost be a bit more like, well, mm. okay, maybe it's the, you know, but it, it, it didn't look great, did it at all? No. One of these firms were... needs to offer a... a, a a, a proper price and not the non-running no bet he's still four to six surely someone wants to lay the proper six oh, to four sure. <laughs> the, 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 the one certainty that you know we, we'll have uncertainty for the next 10 days probably over this but the one certainty that that will have come have come about from today is Nikki henderson will never engage in another public workout like this ever again like what <laughs> what a nightmare scenario like this would have like been that. bad this would have been bad enough if it happened and it was only Nikki and then and, and buckley there watching but yeah. for all the press to be there recording it, like why? What? what a nightmare! <laughs> there must there must be a fair yeah. few connections as well of horses that are kicking themselves for not leaving their horses in. You know, it was That's said at it. the time, wasn't it, a few weeks ago at the last entry stage for the Champion Hurdle? Like you know, Bob Ollinger, for instance, a horse like that. And, you know, admittedly, Statement will still be a very warm order and a hard horse to beat, but there'll be horses that should be there really and we might see some supplementations if it if it ends up that he's not he's not going to be running yeah look at the last thing you want to be in a situation like this is, is a smart arse like but it really is you know exhibit 3456 of horses aren't machines run them while they're well yeah um but look at hopefully he gets there hopefully he gets there because it'll um you know, there was some talk they could lost him out switch if he doesn't run i i couldn't see it myself just with statement there and um, I, I'd be pretty surprised, but look at we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, we'll be positive as we can um, until we find. What, what's the what's the up to date exchange price, Natalie? Price, yeah, so exchange price is two point six two Constitution Hill and one point nine State Man. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a game! <laughs> what a game, guys! What a game! This, this will be the closest thing we've had to. Do you remember the market Betfair ran on a uh, Will the Cheltenham Festival go ahead? Uh, prior to COVID, oh. that turned out to be just the most incredible market of all time. I don't know if this one will be quite as lively, but uh, geez, it will be lively, I'd say. Yeah, not ideal, but we'll um, find out more in due course. Well, like I said, we're going to delve into our handicaps for our handicap special uh, for this episode. And we start, of course, with the ultimate handicap chase. Um, all prices that I give you are from the Betfair Sportsbook. There is the no uh, runner money back, non runner money back. Um, so the Goff Evergorn Elliott, 13 to 2. We've got Chianti Classico, Kim Bailey, 7 to 1. Meeting of the Waters, 8 to 1. Theatre Man, 8 to 1. Um, Crabilly, 8 to 1. Four to 1 for the plate. Of course, you'll know that they've got various entries um Stumptown 9 to 1 uh Giovinco 10 to 1 Mombeg Genius 10 to 1 um I know the way you're thinking 10 to 1 and 11 to 1 bar in the betting who wants to kick us off with the ultimate Martin should we start with you as you're our guest I tell you I can go first for one particular reason I'm not going to talk specific snap but I think it's good to start with the general um because okay. I've ju the, just fresh out of the oven uh, I've done all the the average differentials and all that because um, the Irish horses are always super key and um, in terms of the handicap chasers and the average differential in marks uh, for this year has dropped to 2.1 from 2.9 last year and um, the, the Irish like really they certainly exceeded my expectations in the handicap chasers last year so it's interesting that they've dropped them again 
Um, and that's the that's that's some pretty interesting context. I think that's the the second lowest differential that I've got um, since I started doing this brand of analysis uh, about six years ago. So um, I think the Irish in general will be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I agree. What else have you got to say about the ultimate Kev? <laughs> have you got a tip for us, Kev, or not? Yeah, that was on it. I'm here just to set up the stage, arrange all the props, and you, you guys to come out and put on the show for it's, the people. It's got, to, it's got to be Irish trained now, Kevin. He's got one. Surely. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> like, the, like the ultimate has been a bit of, um, ha has been a, a British benefit in the main. Um, but 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 I did find myself looking back at last year's renewal, which you know must be one of the best ultimates ever run. Um, car grounder beating faster, slow, and one big genius in third. Um, and and I I I was drawn to the run of the golfer. Um, Jeezy did run well. Mm. Um, it, it was a slightly funny race now, but um, I know Gordon um wasn't particularly happy with the ride. He made up a lot of ground from four out to three out. Like must have made up ten lengths. And hit the front before the second last, and just uh, as we say around Tipperary, he calved up the run in and just weakened. Um, but like he did run very well, his preparation has gone smoothly. He won a charity race the other day, and um, you can be sure that whoever rides him will be under instructions to wait, wait some more, and then take a pause and wait some more. And um, just like it. it it's not going to be as strong an ultimate this year, surely. So if you did want the chance an Irish one, bear in mind that they have a pretty um they have they have a pretty modest record in this race. He'd be interesting. And um, look, if fast or slow couldn't win off 150 last year, it kind of sums up the 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 task that they can have here. But um yeah, the, the gaffer I I found myself being drawn to him after watching that race back again. Martin for you. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be pretty keen on one in this, and uh, the non-runner no, no, no bet idea is 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 crucial to it because um, Theatre Man has a couple of possible options, but I think this is the race that he should run in. Um, when he finished second to Ginny's Destiny at the trials meeting in in January, he looked like he wanted to go back up in trip, simple as that. Uh, Richard Bandy's had a very quiet season, the trainer, but um, he's had his last two runners have both won. He's only had six winners all season. Three of those winners have come in the last couple of weeks, so the horses haven't been right. Um, and this is a really good horse. He was he was second, as I said, to Ginny's Destiny at the last meeting, but he powered up the running like he would have caught Ginny's in another in another furlong. I think the way that he was finishing off. Um, it was a run that suggested strongly wanted to go back up in trip. I agree with Kev's point that this isn't going to be the strongest race. And I don't think it's going to be anything like as as strong as it was last year. But he's a he's a progressive novice horse with loads of mileage, I think, in his mark. His form's very strong. Obviously, Ginny's destiny, we know how good he is. And he, he kind of shaped at least as well as him in many respects, really, at the at the last the last race when they came up against each other. Ginny's is just a faster horse and and got away from him and 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 um Theatre man couldn't quite get there, but he races up with a pace. He's a good, solid jumper. He's got experience of the track. He's going to improve again, I think, going back up in trip. And like I say, the stable form's a big, big factor. So, look, Betfair are, are eight to one. You can get as big as twelve to one in other places. And I think you know, if you're getting twelve to one, that is a, that is a particularly big price about him. You know, if if he does run here and he gets declared, he'll be in the first two or three in the betting guaranteed and he'll probably be five or six to one max you know so um i think if you're getting 12 to one non-runner no bet it's a, a no-brainer yeah fair enough and daryl what about you 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking a similar line as to Martin here through the, through the Ginny's Destiny form. And again, non-runner, no bet, because I, I don't know if he's going to run or not. I think Kim Bailey's mentioned that uh, he could go to Utopia Midlands National Day, which would be a very big disappointment to me. But I think Trelawne's a, a really good bet if he turns up here. Um, he's been crying to go back up to three miles. I've kept him over two and a half of the season. I felt that this was always been the plan. I thought that's what they were going to do, move back up to three miles for this race. He, he did win over two six and over two seven, two, two seven and a half over hurdles. Um, yeah, look, he's just mixed it in some really decent company this season behind Ginny's destiny. Um, when when just being outpaced after the last back in December, he, he's got his quirks. He showed that at Weatherby when he hung out to the right, but the amount of ground he lost that day and was still able to get within two lengths of uh, a good horse in Colonel Harry, who had optimal conditions that day. And extra last time was a three-runner affair, very tactical, but I like the way he stuck at it at the finish and he was staying on. That, again, was over two and a half. I, I do like novices stepping into handicaps at this meeting and with the with the sort of avenue of progression going back up to three miles, I think he'd have a great chance. I know he's got uh, Shantico Clasco in here, who's also entered, I think, the Kim Muir and the National Hunt Chase and whatnot. But I just think that this Trelawne is, uh, is, a, is a really good horse when he gets back over three miles. And He'd, he'd want to travel a fair bit better, Daryl, than he did at Weatherby. Jesus, he was hard work that day. Yeah, he, he was. The, the one the one thing I am taking from, uh, like, as a positive, not as a positive from that Weatherby run, but is either side of that, he did travel well both times. Um, so maybe there was just something not quite right that day. Um, I, I felt he travelled fine around here behind Ginny's Destiny and Grey Dawning. I think that form is definitely like the top, the top, top novice form to follow from Britain at least this season. So he's not far off them, and he's in a handicap of 144. I think uh, he'd have to go. He'd have to go close if he turned up, surely. 2006, the last Irish trained winner as well, Kev. 2006. Jeez. Jimmy Moffat, right. Nick Williams, David Bridgewater, Sue Smith have all trained winners. Paddy Aspel's <laughs> ridden a winner. Chop Thornton <laughs> and the winner since the last. <laughs> <laughs> should just should just mention as well. This is quite a punter friendly friendly race. Like the 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 winner of this race is typically never far off their morning price, and then typically towards the top of the market as well. You go back any sort of year. Look at like Happy Go Lucky. The conditional was eight to one in the morning. Went off at fifteen to two. Kustar mm. Stivler six to one, five to one. So it is typically a punter friendly friendly race. Yeah, look at look at the last couple of Irish winners like the dumb Dara and you'll never walk alone. Like they're they're, they're fairly well in as well. But, <laughs> That's weird. Like I don't know why they, they, they have such a bad record in it. But like I in general, I think the, the the British do have an edge in the handicap chases generally. But like this is a, a dominance, really. Well, Kev, we need to, you know. So let's let's let us hold on to what we've got. All right, all right. <laughs> Pull on the gaffer. <laughs> Can we just have that? Can we just win the handicap? That be, you know, that that will be really kind. Uh, moving on to the poodles, the juvenile handicap hurdle. Lark in the morning, four to one. Batman Jarak at six to one. Um, Wadhu at fifteen to two. Um, Nadawi at eight to one. Melantino at ten to one. Liari in there at twelve to one. Miss Mansour at. 12 to 1 there, so at the top of the betting there, all prices given on the Betfair Sports, but of course, there are many more horses uh, on the entries than that, but it's giving you a rough rough idea. Um, Daryl, why don't you kick us off this time then with the Boodles? Yeah, I, I quite like one in here, um, a big, big price. Uh, it's it's Palamon for, for Paul Nolan, who I've, I've gone through it today, will just sneak in if, uh, if Nuremberg ring. Is that right, Kev? 
Nurburgring. Got it wrong. Yeah, again. yeah, you get it wrong. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, and Carla Conti <laughs> come out. I'm hoping he's getting right at the foot of the weights, but it's always caught yeah. my eye in his last three starts. First off, he was a, he was a fairly useful flat horse for for Richard Hannon on his last start at York, York Handicap, quite impressively by six lengths. So he was he was pushing up to a rating of about eighty. But three runs, Leperstown, Punchestown. He didn't jump great, to be honest. Um, he didn't jump great at all. You could see he was sort of learning his trade, particularly at Leopardstown. Improved next time at Punchtown when tucked in against the rail. It was in the same race as Lark in the morning, actually. And they, they raced a sort of similar position there. But he made a catastrophic error at the wrong time. But it was the way that he came back into the race. And he was only beating nine lengths behind High Wind that day. Uh, and, he, and he finished with a bit of running left. The big eye-catching run was at Nace last time behind the Derby. He was hung right out the rear of the field. He circled the entire field, got to the front. And Sean Flanagan, you could just see he was thinking, oh, I've got here a bit too easy, a bit too quickly, you know, with a, with a handicap in mind down the line um, and sort of just nursed him out a little bit. He's beaten three lengths by Nadal. He was obviously prominent in this market. He's 13 pounds better off with him in this race here. Mm. And I just think that uh, at 33s and 40 to one that you can get about him, I think that's too big of a price for for a trainer like Paul Nolan, who had uh, HMS Seahorse a couple of years back, was it? Uh, yeah, and Paul Nolan had the winner of the first ever Fred yeah. Winter Juvenile Handicap Hurdle, Dabaroon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's another Rid- trainer Rid- that's Rid- shy. Written by, by Nina. <laughs> yeah, Nina, so claim- not- Nina claiming five. <laughs> wow. you, was that was that 90s, was it? 2005. 2005. <laughs> yeah. 20 oh, years man. of the Boodles. What a game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think I think he'd have a big chance if he turns out. Hopefully he'll get in. He's off one two one. Um yeah, yeah, get in. Certainly. I, I like that. 33 to 1. Cav, what about you? Yeah, like, like this this is really interesting. I've been kind of paying a fair bit of attention to this and how the British handicapper has been treating the Irish ones because um like last year he he got that big axe out. Like he absolutely hammered him last year. The 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 average differential is five point four pounds. Um, like it didn't really make a difference because the British juveniles were just an absolutely septic bunch last last year. Um, <laughs> and, 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 well, well, they were <laughs> the Irish dominated anyway. Any excuse but, to stick the knife in, isn't it? But absolutely, I I love facts. <laughs> but they've um, geez, there's been a big old change now. They've um, this year the differential is only two point nine. Um, that that's the lowest differential I've had since two thousand eighteen, um, which which is surprising, a pleasant surprise, I think it's fair to say. Um, so yeah, like I, I, geez, I know, look, the Irish look to have the upper hand. Um, you know, God, you've you've got to go back a little way to to find the British trained one. Um, but I think they'll have the upper hand. But I tell you, just in terms of pure handicapping, like like one that really like leapt off the page. Um, when I was going through them, was that what wasn't an Irish horse or an English horse? It was a French horse, mm. um, Milan Tino. Um, mm. like, gee, the, the this this will cause some conversations. I'd say, um, like that this horse um was trained um well it still is trained in France, but he ran in France early on, and like his form ties in with um Jigme, who like has literally retired the stud since. Who who was the top um, the top three year old in France. And um, he came over and ran beaten seven lengths by Burdard Road and um, got a mark published of one three six prior to the, the triumph trial won by Sergino. And like he ran like perfectly fine, beaten 11 lengths and the handicappers let him in at one two six here and um, 10 pounds lower. 
you know, so I don't know if they published that 136 by mistake. I know um, the the British handicapping team have a different way of dealing with French ratings than others. Um, you'll recall there was a big kerfuffle about Gaelic Warriors marking this race a couple of years ago when it was £10 lower than everyone thought it might be. Um, and this is another one. And uh, I see Noel George has already been on the blower um, to the racing post saying, yes, we're definitely going to run, basically saying we're absolutely cock-a-hooped and he got dropped 10 pounds <laughs> and, uh, and we're, we're, we're going to run. So so I thought he was really interesting now because that form, you, you can you can read that form pretty positively and um, 126 would, would look would look pretty uh, favourable now compared to some of the others around him. Um, look up the Irish um, lark in the morning, two pound differential is, is really nice, guaranteed a run. Um you know, would really want better ground. Um, and if if he gets that, I think he'll prove to be well handicapped for all that we know what this race is like. Um, and I, I think if Joseph sort of want to mention as well, Cossack Chak, um, he ran better than the results suggest last time um, at Leopardstown. I think the handicapper has been perfectly reasonable with him. Um, two pound differential again, but you can, you can read that mark has been favourable um, when, you, when you look at his form, you know, just a little bit unlucky not to beat Wadu. Um, given her weight earlier in the season, and um, again, better ground would be key there. Um, so yeah, look again. There's plenty more hammering to be done in these races, but um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think um, Joseph looks to have a good hand there. He does. And Martin, what about you? Yeah, a couple of the British ones. It, the Milantino point is interesting. He's a proper staying horse. I think I've seen him at Cheltenham on the track a few times this year. He's a sort of big, raw, good-looking horse, but. Uh, very unfurnished, and I think he, he does want a proper trip. So his chance would be increased, I'm pretty sure, if it if it ended up being soft ground early mm -hmm. on in the, in the week. Um, Ambraden Fasser, who ran against him off level weights, did finish ahead of, of Milantino. It was early on in the season when Milantino was obviously having his first run in, in the UK at that point as well. Um, but Ambraden Fasser off level weights did, did finish half a length ahead of of Milantino that day. I think you can back him. Milantino's been backed into around uh, eight to one, hasn't he? And on Braden Fass is sort of 25 by comparison and, and as big as 33. So, you know, if you do fancy the chance of, of Milantino, I think you'd have to be, have have some interest at least in Ambraden Fasser for Jack Jones. Um, there is another one at a big price that's a British trained one as well that I think will sneak in down at the bottom, um, Latin, Latin verse. Um, who absolutely bolted up at Ludlow a couple of weeks ago. He 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 won by twenty lengths. Now his time was f over four seconds faster than the novice hurdle on the card as well. That had been run earlier on the card on pretty soft ground. Um, so the time comparison, admittedly, with some ordinary novice horses, but it still reads pretty well. Um, he was only carrying five pound less than the novice horses, and the weight for age would be twelve pound for a four-year-old from older horses in in that sort of race as well. So the the time was very good, and he won by nineteen lengths. They've only put him up ten pounds, so that that gets him up to one twenty, which I think will get him in. Um, I think he's well in off one twenty now. Whether he's as well in as some of the Irish horses, I don't know, but. Um, what price is he? He's about 33 to 1, 25 to 1, is he? Latin verse. 20. Sportsbook. Mm. Bet first sportsbook at 20s, but you can, again, you can, there are obviously some shrewd, shrewd men in that, that men and women in that trading room. You can get 33s elsewhere anyway. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a, a very big price if he, if he sneaks in, which I suspect he will. 
I'd, I'd say it would be a fair bit shorter than that anyway. Would you like a useless fact about um, um, Brad on Fassa? I love a useless fact. Love and Brad, uh, uh, Brad on Fassa, 25 to 1 on the Betfair Sportsbook. I love a fact. Go on. I named them. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, was a Joseph, okay. funny. Is yeah. It, is it like a rock in Ireland? Is it? No, is it... it? It's the Irish for the salmon of knowledge. Which, if you're if you're familiar with the old Irish tale of Cú Cullen, you'll be familiar with, with what the salmon of knowledge is. And uh, yeah, yeah, Joseph used to have him, and he hates naming horses, so I end up naming loads of them, and that was one of them. <laughs> I like that. How did, how did my pronunciation do? Ken? Terrible. <laughs> 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 See, you, you, you can't put the fadas in when you're naming them there's a fad over one of those A's so I'm, I'm Brad on Fossa um, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm shocking an Irish unfortunately so I, I might not be I might not be bang on either but I think I'm in the right zone <laughs> no look this is the information that we like I've got a few for you later on so it's funny that you started with that I'm glad you started first Yeah, go, Google the salmon of knowledge and entertain yourself with the tale of Coo Colin it's a mighty one I don't think he's quite I don't think he's quite good enough to cut him down to ABF just yet is he but maybe, maybe if he wins at the fest <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he if he beats one of Josephs in the finish now, we'll be I'll be calling him something with F in it already. <laughs> okay, can I can I just ask some can I ask you a question that I think that I think a lot of people would be wanting to ask you. Oh. How, how thrilled were you, in all honesty, when Lark and Morning got one two two? Um yeah, well he initially got one twenty in England and um and then the Irish handicapper put him up from one eighteen to one twenty. Um, through through Nadawi, I think that the, the, I think everyone seems to rate that Nadawi form um highly. I mean, I'm surprised because look, like 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 I said last year, the differential, the average differential was up over five pounds. So at the time, you you were shocked and amazed and, and, and a bit suspicious as to why the differential was so low. But um, now we've seen the average across all of them is two point nine, so it sits in well. So it's not as it's not as surprising as it was now. But um, yeah, definitely pleased. Um, and and he's guaranteed a run as well. The 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 bottom the bottom rating in this race seems to be kind of going through the floor the last few years, and it's going to be the, the lowest ever this year. I'd say. Like, I'm just Martin is cracking me up, but because you're ever the professional, I know. Like Kevin, like basically Google's like emojis of the Simpsons and stuff because your screen is reflecting <laughs> in your window, and I know. Right. Oh, I no, know, dangerous! I know you'll only be looking at. Horse things, but I thought you know I better point it out just in case because if you have the mind of Kevin Blake, I'm very safe. I'm, I'm pleased you've I'm pleased you've pointed it out. But thankfully, on this occasion, I'm all right. Just in case, you know. I just don't know what you're into, but you know, anyway, look, it's all fine, not Googling emojis. And also, with that with that name, who knows what would come up in the Google search? We leave it at that. leave it at that because we are moving on to the Coral Cup Handicap Hurdle. Sam addressed here at 11 to 2, winner on the 27th of December at Limerick. Not seen since for Willie Mullins. Langadan, one of uh, Kevin's sure favourites. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do <Dude, look> again. <laughs> I'm done. It's like you put food on your mouth. I tell you, because I'm that kind of person. 
Langer Dan, one of Kevin Blake's favourite, the eight-year-old at seven to one, 14 of 19 at Kempton Latest. Doddy the Great at eight to one, Springwall Bay 12 to one, Built by Valleymore 12 to one, Hidden Valley Lake 12 to one, No Ordinary Joe 14s, Jigoro at 14s, Nurse Susan at 14s. They're kind of the top of betting for you. All prices given from the Betfair Sportsbook. So on that bombshell, Martin Dixon, now we've had our giggles. Why don't we start with you <laughs> for the cup? Yeah, um, there's one of Gordon's here. Kevin Kev will know that this horse well. Yates Star, a very big price. Doubly entered, uh, got the Coral Cup and the Martin Pipe, like loads of these have, to be fair. So the non-runner money-back um, concession is very good when you're looking at these two races because there's so many of them that have got the, the cross entries across the board. But I, I like this horse. I think he's very honest, um, really progressive. He's he's been so uh, he surprised me a little bit at Leopardstown because it was a very competitive race. He'd he'd not kind of been in that type of of, of scenario before running in a big field. But he ran a blinder. The two got the two that beat him got away from him um, on the home turn. He came from a little bit further back. Impressed me with how he then got kind of on onto the onto the quarters of those two horses that beat him, and then in the end, three miles just seemed to stretch him a little bit. I thought he was just tying up a little bit the final hundred yards of the race. But going back to an intermediate trip off a strong gallop at Cheltenham, I think he'll be spot on for this horse, Yates Star, and he's 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 a he's a big price. You'll be able to tell me what price he is with the with the Betfair Sports. But I then, am. I'm still scrolling. I'm yeah. actually genuine. He is a long way down. 40 to 1. 40 to 1. Top there price. you go. Well, look, he, he'll be a big price, whatever. Even on the day, I would imagine he'll probably be a pretty big price. But he, he's been very consistent. He's he's going to get a run in one race or the other. If he do not run in the Coral Cup, then I'd say I'd still be positive about him, obviously, for the Martin Pipe at a big price as well. So, um, yeah. Throw him in. Would you like some encouragement, Martin? If, if you're if, if you're of a cynical disposition, which most of us tend to be in this game, we were at Gordon's yesterday for his pre-Cheltenham press morning. How yeah. many times do you reckon the two words in combination, Yates Star, were mentioned? None. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, lots, which is... of, lots of people would take a lot of encouragement from that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, well, he, look, he'll be he'll be mob handed in all these handicap races, won't he? And um, as I say, this I think he's a pretty good horse. This and he's 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 improving pretty rapidly. Those Leopardstown races are always strong pieces of form, anyway. And he's only a five year old that's entitled to still be getting better. Yeah, and Daryl, as as well as everyone knows, but as as we all know in these handicap races, though, it is um, plenty of runners, plenty of things can go wrong. So sometimes it's it's worth having a crack at a bigger price, surely. Well, yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, this is uh, this is um, this is devilishly tricky. Like last year, it turned into a right stamina test, didn't it? And I, I tend to think that the Coral Cup is a bit more of a stamina test than than sort of the Martin Pipe. I know it's over a furlong further, but it's just a bit more attritional. I, I quite like this horse built by Ballymore for Martin Brazil. Um, I think he's taken two massive steps forward the last twice coupled with deep ground now if he gets soft ground i think he'll be a very popular popular horse on the day in the market but i was watching a stable tour with him um not not too long ago back in january i think it was and he was very very keen to point this horse out to people yeah. and uh i think he he thinks he's got a, a nice improving staying ch future chaser on his hands here so um and and like i say i, I just love his attitude that 
Punchtown. It was desperate that day, and, and he just really, really just ground it out. And he's a half brother to dancing on my own, um, who handles good ground. So I don't think the ground is is I don't pigeonhole him as a as a soft ground horse, but I think it's very helpful to him. It does get a bit testing, slowing the others down. I think he's very interesting. I've got a lot more work to do on this because obviously, as Martin said, loads of these, like loads of these, are double ended for the both races. So you know you're going to get a clearer picture closer to the time. We have to mention Langer Dan because he's a horse that just pops up at this meeting every single year. Everyone typically knows not to back him through the winter uh, and wait for the spring. If he's okay, um, then he's got to go close. We know he can. We, we know he can go close in these type of races off this rating. You know, you, you're not sort of guessing where, where you were, whereas you are with some of the novices. Is he going to be better than Mark? Is Mark? We know he is. Uh, as whether he puts it all in on the day. And again, you need a bit of luck in running. With him, he's probably best to back uh, at the off uh, on the Betfair Exchange, I think, because he, where he's going to line up, you're going to get a far bigger price after the first hurdle than you probably will in, in the sportsman market on the day. Um, I just want to touch on this uh, summer yeah. jest. Yeah. You will, just just to interrupt briefly, I mean, nearly all of these horses will go off bigger prices on the exchange by quite a long way, won't they, to be honest? Yeah, but... but, but, yeah, bar, but... The, bar, the, bar the sort of the odd one that might, you know, halve in price over the next two weeks or whatever. There'll literally be a handful of them, but the, the, I'd say 90% of the horses that yeah. are priced up at the moment will end up vastly bigger um, yeah. on the day, to be, to be it's just It was just more of a case that Langer Dan last year, I think he was something like 11, oh, he was something like 11.5 and uh, 17 to 2 on the sports book. And in the moment he started lining up at the rear of the field behind 20 other horses, Oh. His price just went like you could have backed him at twenty fours after the after the first <laughs> hurdle. So it, you know, with, with a horse like that, when you know that that's how they're going to be ridden, perhaps it's like taking an eight to one for him or something, it seems a bit a bit dark from a betting angle. Really, uh, Sam Majest, I don't know what the lads think of this horse. I'd love to hear your opinion, but I, I, I mean, he's a talk of the town, at the top of the market here. I don't personally see it. I know he beat Noble Yates last time, who subsequently went on to win the Cleave, but that was over two and a half. I, 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 he's got a mark of 140. Do you have any strong opinion on this horse, Martin? Do you, do you, do you think he's? I'd, I'd, I'd be the same. I'd be the same as you that I couldn't back him. Um, mm. I mean, he looked like a he looked like a staying horse the way that he won, didn't he? Really, the way that he left yeah. Noble Yates behind. He's beaten Noble Yates off a seven month absence and. In a four and a Mickey Mouse race, really. I mean, it, obviously the good horses in there, but it's it's completely, completely different to what he's going to be running in at Cheltenham. So, look, there's obviously the Mullins factor, etc. He might go and bite you, bite you on the ass, but he's a he's a, he's he, he's a horse that I just couldn't back. Like, yeah, is everyone looking mm. for that for that next state man? Do you think? Yeah, the, the, the handicappers helped him out. He's he's given him the same mark as he have in Ireland, and look, it's clearly based on. Home opinion as well, because like he, he did go off Fav to beat um like a one thirty seven horse on his Irish debut back in last April, you know. So he clearly goes like a good horse to them, and like I, you know, like like you guys, you know, I don't think anyone could be bullish about what happened at Limerick, mm. but they clearly think he's he, he's a proper graded horse. Um, so off one forty, he he's probably going to go off, you know, as short as they can do in races like this. Yeah. Like I say, yeah, not obviously not seen though since that limit race, but not not a concern for the five there, Sam Jest. No, I think with, I'd I'd say they I'd say they have a plan. <laughs> I say they say they know what they're doing. That team, 
<laughs> I really would. Okay, well, that's the Coral Cup looks at then, and we can move on to the Grand Annual, the Handicap Chase. My mate Modi at five to one, Samra at seven to one, Madara at eight to one, Liberty Hunter at nine to one, uh, Saint Felician at ten to one, Ennis Kerry at ten to one. Then we go eleven to one bar in the betting. All prices given on the Betfair Sportsbook. Who would like to kick us off with the Grand Annual? Do we have any strong opinions on this? <laughs> Uh, Madara's kind of drifted. Had anyone hear anything about Madara? Like I thought, he, I thought he'd be fab for this. Um, after what he did at Leopardstown at the Dublin Racing Festival, thought he won well. Thought he won better than the bare result. Um, this has seemingly been the target since. Um, like earned every pound he went up. Um, you know, Cheltenham seems to suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just expecting him to be to be featuring a bit more prominently than he is in the market. Um, was was my main takeaway, but look, at, um, I'd imagine one, I'm, I'd imagine they'll be going here, would not it? So, um, yeah, my mate, yeah. Mo, I mean, my mate Mozzie, this is one of the favourites that I'd be more behind than most of them, to be honest. In the, I'd, I'd, I'd be loath to back him at this moment in time, but I'd, I'd be, I'd be pretty positive about his chance in in a grand annual off one fifty. I, I thought he arguably shaped better than founder fifty when he was beaten by him last time. And, Founder 50 kind of dictated in a small field, they didn't go very quick. Mozzie was held up, and you know, he probably he was obviously trying to give a head start to a pretty good horse, and, and it wouldn't have been easy to do. Um, but to get to a length and a half of him, I think he found a 50's proven that he's one of this season's best two mile novice chasers for what that is worth. And um, he's already won at the track, hasn't he? And the, there won't be many with potential in this field. 150, admittedly, is a pretty high mark. But when you consider the strength of his form, he's earned it, really. So I'd, I'd say he should be going close if if this is where he... If they don't if they don't decide to go to the Arkle instead, which they, they might do, given how, how that race is sort of opening up a little bit. But I think the idea was to come come to this, wasn't it, to run in the Grand Annual? Yeah, the article is interesting because it is it is pretty open and sometimes you'd like to fancy your chances. As you say, they're not machines, they are horses. Daryl, what about you for the Grand Annual? Yeah, well, I can't agree with um, uh, Martin's sort of how he's looking at this race because I don't really rate the two-mile novices very highly, to be honest. And therefore, that has a sort of a knock-on effect to, to those two-mile handicappers, you know. Uh, and, and unless something's going to improve a sort of a, a good £10 for... For whatever reason, then I'm I'm trying to edge towards the likes of Samra, Samra and uh, my mate Mozzie towards mm. the top of the market. Uh, what price would I back them at? I don't know. I could see one of them going off a pretty short price, probably a gamble on the day. Uh, I thought one that might be able to run into a place, a big price would be Triple Trade. Uh, I, I liked what he did earlier in the season. He was very, very progressive. He beat, obviously beat Madara and uh, Cheltenham. Um, Chase Time Coleco done the form no harm. Ties him with the likes of Boot Hill, Harper's Brook, who he beat at Ascot, came out and won next. Time. I know Harper's Brook threw that away, but he's he's a strong finishing uh, horse over two miles, and uh, he's entered in the plate as well. I, I'd be more keen on him running in here, extended places on the day. I'd probably be looking at Triple Trade to to, to get in the frame at a big price. What yeah. about Har what about Harper's Brook? He, he'll run. Yeah, he'll at, probably at, run at well. This well trip, like, like I like mm. him at this trip. Like he's yeah. clearly like a like a like an absolute. Puzzle wrapped in a whatever enigma enigma machine, but um, <laughs> I, I do I do like him at this trip. Um, I think he'd be he'd be an easier ride at this trip. 
Um, like he, he's obviously things have changed a lot in the last year. Like he actually shaped really well in that Ultima last year, um, before absolutely hitting the wall and being pulled up. But I think as he's dropped in trip, like he's looked better to me. And look, he clearly needs to be landed there very late, but a race like this kind of lends itself well to that. So, um, just I, I wouldn't mind him at all now. Look, you have to go in with your eyes open with a horse like him, but I, I do yeah. like him at the shorter trip, and it's the only entry they've given him. Um, so I, I think he's definitely interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. You will just, you will just sort of be like, just clenching your fist as he jumps the last when you're going up <laughs> that hill. Yeah, look, you, you, need, you, need, you, need, you need Paul Carberry to dust off his boots, don't you? He'd be absolutely, he would be perfect for this horse, even at the age of 67. I'd still have Carberry, I think. Still have Carberry on. Yeah. Well, Harper's Brook at 16 to 1 and um, Triple Trade at 20 to 1. Well, we move on to the Potence, the network final handicap hurdle. Uh, we've got Claytus Pulor at 11 to 2. Um, Ikari Allen at seven to one. We've got Gay Cool at seven to one. Chantry House eight to one. Springwell Bay eight to one. White Rhino ten to one. Gabby's Cross twelve to one. And Limi Loss at fourteen to one. Useless piece of information for you that nobody will give a shit about. But Claytus Pulor was named after Pascal Claytus Pulor, a Native American, considered the most decorated Native American soldier, killed in action during the Vietnam War, served for the US Army. I thought it was very Jesus. You've been doing some work this afternoon, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I gotta tell you is, um, you know, I just like a, a useless fact. Yeah, I'd say Gordon Elliott was fit to kill someone when he saw this horse's rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he just—you could tell yesterday that he was just a bit not annoyed, but um, he he obviously needed to get qualified for for this race, and he's run very well in the qualifier, but he's got four pounds off the Irish handicapper and the English handicapper last down another five, so he's effectively nine higher than when he was second the other day, um, which is tough. You know, maybe maybe he's a you know well into the one forties horse, maybe, but if you're if you're lining up for a race like this, you need um you want all those pounds in your pocket rather than out on full show. Um, so yeah, I'd say I'd say that that would have been a t- in fairness, Gordon, like I'd say, would have been happier with the weights today in general more so than he's ever been. Like across his team, I don't think they've got their usual clipping at all. But um, this fellow would have been one of the the low points in it. I'd say. Daryl, <laughs> I backed uh, back to Chantry House earlier in the season for this before he had qualified, and he ran at Sandown, and I thought, Jesus Christ, what have I done? Didn't qualify, beaten fifteen lengths, Ooh. and then and then he snuck in the four at Huntingdon. So and now he's favourite. Um, look, he's he's one of the more obvious ones, isn't he? He's he's clearly well. He's either been. You know, gently, gently, let's qualify and let's get us well handicapped, or he's just a lazy git that can't be asked anymore. I don't know where I, I don't quite know where I stand with him. So he's one of those bets. I'm kind of glad I put on. Yeah. To, 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 you know, to, to keep cover. Would I go in again? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, I like I like JP's other one as well, Iker Allen. I like the fact that this has been the plan um, since he was qualified, traveling ominously well at Aintree back in November. Kept him quiet. Going to bring him out for this. He's still only a six-year-old. I know he's had a fair bit of racing. But uh, I think there's more to come from this horse over this trip. Very unexposed over three miles. So those were the two I were looking at. Um, 
yeah, I don't know what the guys make at Chantry House, but it, it might just be age catching up with him these days. But back, I'm hoping back on spring ground, mm. he, he just might have, he just might show a bit more spark in this race, should we say? <laughs> mm. I think, I think it has to have been a bit of a plan, surely. Surely, yeah, I'd it's say so. I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, They've given him a chance as well, 143. I mean, to be fair to the horse, he's been running pretty well all season. I thought he was maybe going to win at the at the uh, meeting there in the autumn of 147, and he just he blew up a little bit, but he probably wasn't ready to be honest. So I, I'd be I'd be fairly positive about him. Um, again, he's he's pretty short, isn't he now? So it's kind of one of them where a lot of these horses at the There'll be there'll be one or two of them that do shorten up, but most of them will end up going off slightly bigger prices than what they are at the moment. Kind of those obvious, obvious horses at the front end of the market. I think um, Lord Snooty would be one I'd give a give a mention to. I thought he probably should have won at Haydock the other week. Um, he got tied up. Eh? What price 20 is he? Twenty twenty to one. Yeah. Well, he he got tied up on the bend, didn't he? And he should he, he, he caught behind horses, switched out too late, finished well. He, he he's. Christian Williams had a quiet season, but I think they're coming good. That horse obviously ran really well last time out, and he's he's going to be off one twenty six, which I do think he's better than that when he's when he's on his best form. And I'd say that he's just a horse that probably wasn't quite right early on in the season, but Haydock suggested that he was back to his best, and um, I, I'd say he'll be a, a player. And Kintaro will run an honest race from the front, I would imagine, but there might just be a bit too much competition for for the lead for him to to hang on. But uh, two of the Brits that I'd be be more positive about, particularly Lord Snooty. Hmm. And Kev, you not got any love for Gay Cool? To like my pronunciation. Oh, I think it's Gui Cool. I think. No, it's not Kevin. Um, it, it means fifteen it, times today. It is it not. Me- it is <laughs> it Gay means- Cool. It means tailwind. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I really fancied her at the DRF, and she she ran great. And look, they kind of they've been riding her like with lots of confidence, and it might have just been a little bit overdone. In fairness, like the winner kept Maxim kept pulling out, but it might have just been a little bit overdone. Um, like she's still unexposed over the trip. I could see it. Ted Watts didn't sound cock a hoop about the prospect of going for the final. So right. we'll we, we'll await an update there. That was a few weeks ago, obviously. Um, it, like I, I don't think this is maybe it's not teeing up to be a strong renewal of this. Uh, I I think it's kind of got diminished since they've changed the qualifying. Like there's a lot of horses struggling to qualify, and like a whole bunch got eliminated today because they didn't get qualified in time. Um, but Ikare Allen, like is is like Chantry House. I suspect this has been a plan. I'd say it's been a, a plan for Ikare Allen as well. Um, geez, I put him up in a few big handicap hurdles in the last couple of years, and and it hasn't happened. But you just know, you know how well he ran at the Galway Hurdle, how well he ran at the the big race at Fairy House. Um, God, there over a year ago now. Like there is a big one in him, and maybe this trip is the thing. It wouldn't have been obvious, but I'd say maybe this trip might be the thing to to bring it out and get him a big day. Um, and you can be sure he's been trained for this. He was he was an eye catcher in the qualifier, and um, yeah, I, I could definitely see the case. I think JP is going to have a a pretty strong hand here. Well, onto the plate handicap chase: Kabili at four to one, Sanra at ten to one, Madara at ten to one. Let's be clear about it: at tens, Ashley Meadow at tens, Theatre Man at tens. Oh, guess what? No firm footings is at twelves there. So um, yeah, pretty similar in the. Betting there, all prices from the Betfair Sportsbook. So a little bit of a muddling affair of what to make about the prices. Probably there being uh, the, the four to one, though. So clear favourite really at the moment, um, Andy Post. Martin, do you want to 
to start with you, if you don't have a firm opinion, you don't have to have one, by the way. I I haven't got one. The only thing I would say is I don't think it's nailed on that Crabilly will run in this and not the ultimate. And, yeah. you know, and if he does run in the ultimate, then he'll have a he'll have a solid chance in that. But he, he's a he's like red hot at the top of the market in terms of but Betfair Sports, but four to one and double figures all the rest of the the prices. So this is a race where if you take a chance that Crabilly uh, doesn't go here, then you could be onto something live in in terms of your price. Um, Theatre Man's a horse I mentioned earlier. If I'd prefer him to run in the Ultima over the longer trip, but if they do run in this, his form is is strong enough to give him a good chance. Um, you know, and I, I do think he's, he'd be well handicapped if he if he turned up here. But I'd, I'd, as I said, I'd prefer him in the Ultima. But if he did run in this, he'd still have a very good chance. Okay, uh, Carol. Um, Carol. <laughs> Daryl, careful. I was trying to put your name together. Came out with Carol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the, the sports book are definitely ducking Cree Billy here, aren't they? Um, uh, look, he's he, he's he's a well handicapped horse, in my opinion, off a mark of one hundred and forty. His jumping can get him into trouble at times, um, so you'd probably want the sort of smaller field for him, depending, you know, if this cuts up or not. Um, I expect that might be a slight factor in their decision in whether they go to the Ultima or not. He's got to have improvement to come over three miles as well. He's very much respected. I don't really have a strong opinion. I thought Sam Roy, um, if he was to come this way, this, I would be more interested in him if he was to run in this race than he would over two miles. In he's, 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 he's prominent in a couple of the chases. Isn't he? He's jumping. It's worthwhelful for me, that Sam Roy. Um, yeah, he'd, he'd, that, he'd that is after the issue. The, 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 the thing, go on. No, I'm just saying he's just he's got loads of ability, hasn't he? But I'm not, I'm not saying he can't win one, but his jumping's horrendous. It's uh, he, he makes all sorts of mistakes, and like he might just be one of them that's schooled round a little bit at the back. And if they go hard, he's able to get into it on, a, on into one of these races on ability. But he doesn't jump well. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's the fact that he's not jumping well out of deep ground. That's that's what I'm, I'm part of me is hoping because his best performance came over this trip at, on spring ground at Aintree when he jumped well behind Banbridge, chasing on Banbridge right to the line. And I'm hoping that it's deep ground grade ones that are just that are just putting him under too much pressure and he, he he's just not finding the rhythm. But if he gets a bit of spring ground, dropping into handicap company, a mark of one five two is very fair on, on what we know he can do. Again, like I said, his best performance came last spring. I thought the two and a half mile trip, he's only been over it once and that was when he chased home Banbridge. I thought that opens the door perhaps for him to just, you know, get have that opportunity to really get motoring. Um, it'd be a tentative selection that we don't know where he's going to go, but uh, I can I can see, again, like we said about the Coral Cup and the Martin Pope, this and the Ultima, this could, you know, this could really change as well. So uh, no, no strong opinion. I know I spoke a lot. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Kev, do you want to move on to Kimi or do you want to put the plate? Ah, move on. I'd say move on. Plate. Oh, sorry. I said the plate's no good for me. I, I, that's that's always that's almost always a race that um I take a pause. Yeah. For. You need to get you need to get to the Guinness Village at some point. Um, the Kim Your Challenge Cup handicap chase and um, Percival Legalois. Legalois is uh Percival the Welshman. It's a horrible. Her- <laughs> Historical drama film for the 12th century. It's a romance, by the way. Oh, romance. sounds good. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll we'll be queuing up to watch it at five to one. Good time, Johnny at six to one. Stumptown, seven to one. 
I know the way you're thinking, seven to one, Angel Thorn at eight to one, Meeting of the Waters, eight to one, Paul Survivor, eight to one, Apple Away at tens, Firm Footings at tens. We go 12 to one bar in the betting. So, Kev, why don't we kick off with you then for the Kim Muir? Yeah, amateur riders. Um, so, look, the, the market here is massively shaped by, by who the better amateurs ride. Um, uh, there hasn't been a whole chat, a whole lot of chat about um, rider news just yet that I'm aware of. Um, but as soon as the top jockeys get confirmed, um, yeah, they, they short massively. So it'd be one of the few angles in the final week or so if you can get wind of which uh, which top amateur is riding what. Um, they they always shorten a lot and for good reason. Um, Percival Legalois was one of the horror stories of the weights today. I thought. Um, I had a sneaky fancy for him at the Dublin Racing Festival on his handicap debut. And I'll tell you what, he made an almighty move into contention early in the straight. Um, don't know if he would have won, but lordy, he made a big move into it and um, tipped up at the last, unfortunately. Now, Harfwood bolted away and won by 14 lengths. So could he have beaten him? I don't know. But um, the Irish handicapper took a took a nice understanding uh, empathetic view of what happened there and um, put him up just two pounds but the uh, <laughs> the British handicapper has gone and lashed seven more on top which uh, which is pretty tough now <laughs> I think objectively that's pretty tough uh, because you, you really couldn't say with certainty how well he would have went um, it, it looked to be going well at the time but you know a fair old run in at Leopardstown and like I said the winner was turbocharged up the run in so that'll make it tough That'll make it particularly tough for them, and it might even make them consider um whether they run or not because it's um he it'd be bad the outer skew with a bunch of the Irish, never mind the English. Um, mm. so I I thought that was pretty tough. Daryl, yeah, well I said a few weeks ago that I thought good time Johnny was absolutely good thing for this dinner, but I'll tell you what I wouldn't give you. Much oh, he's got he's got hammered as well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with with him though, I think they they must have expected like to you know his hurdle mark. Etc. They must have expected him not to be given like one three three, but I think it's probably more of a case of don't go up rather than, you know, don't worry about going. You know what I mean? Don't go mm. up. He won, obviously won the attempts off this mark last year, didn't he? I tell you what, I, honestly, I was so confident about him before he ran at Ferry House the other day, and I just thought, geez, that was dreadful round of jumping, mm. like a really dreadful round of jumping. And I don't know. I don't know if it's 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 been the plan. The market suggests it has. Um, I, I'm. You know, keeping a small bit of faith with him. I must admit, I was really impressed with forward plan at Kempton uh, the other day, beating Al Dancer. I thought he won that with a ton in hand. Absolute ton in hand. He's gone up three pounds. Obviously, the time before he chased Emmanuel and Victor's, nothing could come from off the pace that day at Doncaster. Got within a nose of him. This is a really improving strong stayer, and uh, he piques my interest definitely at, at sort of 16, does he? I'm just checking now for you. Uh, which one did you say? Forward plan. Yeah, forward plan. <laughs> Fourteen to one. <laughs> yeah, like like he piques my interest. I think he's uh, I think he's a really really progressive horse, and uh, I'd, I'm going to want to keep him on side for sure. How I feel about Good Time Johnny at the moment, uh, I don't know. Yeah, forward plan. Uh, I, I I think I think to be honest, there like the mark they've given him, I think they're basically saying don't run. You mm. know, you're you're ten pounds higher than in Ireland. Don't run. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a fair kick in the teeth for them. Like, but he's just a bizarre horse in the main. Like, like he even, he was like, his, on what he's actually done over fences, like 132 in Ireland is high. 
Yeah. Like I, I looked at time form there. Like the, the the highest rating time form ever have good time Johnny running over fences is one two two plus. You know, like it, and, and it's and it's not even moved its price really in the market. Like it's that like he's still at the top of the market, which is insane, nuts. isn't it? It's nuts. I, if you were mine, I wouldn't run. I, I, I'd, I'd come home and, you know, if you, if you, if you do think what, what, what you think, you know, you can try and run. You know, it might probably be too low for an Irish national, but you, you put him in a nice handicap chase over here and at least run on correct terms. Like he, like he's literally mm-hmm. ten and nine and eight pounds wrong with Irish horses here. Never mind the rest. Yeah, fair enough, Martin. Yeah, not 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 much here, really. To be honest, the, the main thing that's making me, me me laugh is the blue on odds checker for uh, quick draw. Because I think rumor has it he was one of the horses galloping at Kempton earlier today. He's shortening up for the three and a quarter mile. Kim lads, after, he's, after, he's after, fucking after. smashed Constitution Hill by twenty lengths, lads. He's a certainty. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, he's uh, he's a sea of blue on odds checker. Anyway, uh, oh, the old God. the old road, this is it, just peak check. Them, isn't it? <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> hence the mention um the old rogue mr mr coffee's um probably going to come here again but he needs to bounce back doesn't he from a poor run the other day there's a horse at a, a very big price venetia williams has won this recently a couple of times cloudy glenn i'm pretty oh. sure this, i'm pretty sure this will be the race that he that he he runs in he has got an entry in the ultima as well um, so that'd be impossible, but you're not running money back anyway. 50s, yeah. Which I mean, it's that type of race, it's, ne- it's never the strongest to handicap chases anyway. Um, he's run really well at Cheltenham over staying trips already this season. He was even fifth in the Ladbrook Trophy early on in the season this season, so he retains all of his ability. Um, he was second at the October meeting, sorry, the November meeting to Molina Girl, who was obviously absolutely thrown in at the time. And he's still got the same sort of rating. Um, very uncomplicated ride. Uh, I'd imagine Lucy Turner would be on, who won the race on oh, another of Venetia's, I think, in recent years. I'm sure she did. Uh, Shambard, was it? Shambard? Um, yes, Shambard, two years ago. Yeah, Shambard won it two years ago. So 50s about him. You know, I mean, really, most of these handicaps, <clears throat> bar the ones that I really would be strongly behind at the front of the market, I think I'm I'm more inclined to look for for big prices that I think will maybe halve in price and end up sort of twenty fives rather than fifties. And I think he is he is one of those that could one do of those. That. I like it. Yeah. Well, the county hurdle then. Iberico Lord six to one, King of Kingsfield seven to one, absurd eight to one, Listenagar Fortune tens, Pipe Piper tens, Under Control ten, Westport Cove ten, Loader Sud ten, and Zenta get out to twelve. So that is the county hurdle, the prices from the Betfair Sportsbook. Any strong opinion, lads, on the county hurdle? You do not have to have one. Ah, me and Daryl's plan. It's all going to come off. I hope Daryl got a big price. He's not a big price anymore. Um, there, she got back in January. We were talking about King King of King, Kingsfield King. for the county, and mm-hmm. um, the handicappers played played his role. He, he's left. He's given him the same mark in England as he has in Ireland, um, of one forty. Which uh, as of yesterday, Gordon was still a bit up in the air whether to go Supreme County Hurdle. But geez, it'd be hard to say no to that mark now. It'd be really hard to say no to it. So I, I suspect he'll run. Um, look, he's he's priced accordingly now. But I think there's. I think there's good good room to maneuver off that mark, and um, you know he's 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 got the right profile, the profile I like in this race, you know, um, generally. So yeah, I wouldn't put Jack Pipe Piper looks like he's going to run here, 
Um, the, the he's only one pound higher than in Ireland. He's basically, I think, off the same mark that he um that that he sorry, he's two pounds higher than he should have won the race off last year. Um, Davy Russell was absolutely helpless in the race by the time we got to the county hurdle, unfortunately, and he just got touched off. But um, he wouldn't be without a chance either. Um, but yeah, I think I'd be inclined towards the 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 young up and comer in King of Kingsfield at the minute. Like it, Daryl. You the same opinion? Do you want to move on to the Martin Pipe, or do you want to stick with the county? Uh, stick with the county just quickly. I, I do think Kingfield's got a great chance of one forty. If he's thinking about going to the Supreme, you're going to have to be one five two, one five three to be winning that. So that's thirteen pound. But look, whether he's got that in hand or not, we don't know. But he is an improver, and he will enjoy this sort of test i think ibirico lord at the top of the market is very interesting as well i know he's at the top of the market but i'll say it again for a horse to go and win a greatwood and a betfair hurdle and to still be running off a mark in the low 140s is pretty unheard of really you know and i do look at that back of that betfair hurdle and think geez that was that was a very strong strong handicap you know and you think you'd want stuff ground now yeah, I do. I do that would be the only concern with him i do think he wants a bit of dig in the ground um, but other than that, he is so progressive. He's on a fair mark. Like the the majority of the novices, they're not like even in the supreme. You look at the supreme and you and you, you sort of base how you rate the novices on on there. And you've only probably got two that are better than one four five at the moment, or what they've achieved at one four five. And what he's achieved, he's rated one four three. And I just think he, I think, just think he's going places. This horse and. I think he'll be a gambled on favourite uh, on the day. Um, I think a Castle de Motz is going to go to the pipe, isn't he? They're going up and trip with him, I think. Oh, I haven't heard. He's interesting. Um, we'll get on to him. But yeah, sorry. Uh, Nat. Yeah, that, those would be the two I'd be interested in, both at the top of the market, but I don't care. Yeah. No. <laughs> you, quick, no winners. Quick, men- quick mention for Petit on air at a big price in there. He was, he was not beaten. He was only beaten six lengths in it last year. Finished seventh, I think. Um, he's going to be four pound lower in the weights this time around. He's been chasing, but he doesn't jump fences that well. He jumped quite badly out to his left at Musselburgh last time out, but he still looked like he was going to win three out and he didn't stay over two and a half. He's going to be coming back to two miles off a good pace, back over hurdles, left-handed. All of that's what he wants, I think. I think he wants hurdles on a left-hand track and a fast pace over two miles. He's going to get it. And... As I say, he ran very well in the race last year as a five-year-old. He's still only a young horse. Yeah. Um, 33 to one about him makes yeah. a little bit of a bit. Yeah, 33 to one. Good price. Very good price. Well, Martin, I think we'll stick with you for our final um, handicap analysis. The Martin Pipe, see what I did there? Martin, Martin. <laughs> uh, the handicap hurdle, of course, it always applies the non-running money back. Um, we've got... Sam Jest again, we said before there'll be lots of horses at double entries here. Sam Jest at five to one. We've got Katie Bourbon at seven to one. No ordinary Joe, eight to one. Listagar, fourteen, ten to one. Waterford Whispers, eleven to one. Langer Dan, eleven to one. Stella Story, twelve to one. It pretty much goes like that. Um, so Martin, any firm opinion on the Martin Pipe? No, well, yeah, Star obviously gets the mention again because yep. I'd probably back him for both races at big prices and you'd get your money back whichever one he doesn't run in. Um, and no ordinary Joe would be pretty much the same. I'm not sure if I mentioned him a bit earlier. I suspect this will be the race that they're running because he was beaten by Roku into second in this last year. Um, but, I mean, if, if you haven't seen the race at Kempton last week, then 
go and watch it because he did he did shape really well um and it looked like a bit of a prep run really so i'd say that no ordinary joe will will go well in it again nice and daryl yeah, no ordinary Joe. The, the race at Doncaster as well, the time before, very, very similar in terms of just sort of getting round, um, trying to get a couple of pounds off. Uh, he's he's obviously been been plotted for this, hasn't he? And you know he's going to run well off his mark. Um, O'Castle de Motts is a horse I'm interested in when he goes up in trip. I loved how he looked when he went down to the uh, down to the start at Newbury. Not ideal getting reshod. Uh, stood there for a good long while that day. The market drifted on him. Um, I was watching from the balcony, watching the better fair exchange market. The market drifted on him and then backed him all the way back in. Someone obviously thinks he's a very well handicapped horse. I love the way he shaped, the way he went through the race. Um, it came round the bend, sort of sat there swinging a little bit, I thought. And then he just sort of, it just shaped to me like it was a horse that needed the run. Before that race, before the Betfair hurdle, they were talking about going on to Cheltenham and to the to the Pope and whatnot. And they, um, they did mention that they thought two miles might be on the sharper side for him on his first first run. Given how many of Willies have improved tremendously for their first start for, for, for of the season, I think we could be expect uh, more from this lad. And he's surely going to end the season on a mark higher than 133, I thought. Yeah, like it. Kev? No, I'm happy to sit this one out. I need to get more homework done on this. Yeah, no problem at all. Well, a very relevant question, which um, none of us will actually have the answer to because it's about the weather, but it is <laughs> so utterly, utterly relevant. The rainfall we've had has been insane, but then we can have a few days of sunshine and all of a sudden, I don't know where it goes into the abyss, but the water just seems to vanish through evaporation or deep into the earth. But Mark Jordan said, are you starting to think the ground might be soft or heavy at Cheltenham? Any horses for handicaps at big prices that like softer ground? Now, throughout the podcast, we have mentioned that a couple of times, horses softer ground. Um, But really, yeah, do you think it'd be soft or heavy? And do you have any horses that you think, if it does come soft or heavy, you'll be like, yes, I'm in. I think I think the latest forecast is a bit more encouraging, isn't it? But like I said, like the water table must be very high at the minute. Yeah. So even if it's not raining, it's not going to be drying out as fast as you'd like. So like hopefully we end up with, you know, the 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 traditional Cheltenham Festival ground, if you will, good to soft. That'll be that'll be mighty. Um, but look yeah. at if if it turns up soft, we we'll all scramble and make adjustments, and it'll suit plenty. So, you know, <laughs> generally suits the Irish well. <laughs> I think I think they're um, due 11 mils of rain on Friday this week, but then it's going to warm up from sort of Tuesday, Wednesday next week, looking at the forecast. Oh, wow. But you'd uh, you'd do well guessing with going with a 14-day forecast, wouldn't you? It's easier picking oh, which don't novice. Trust, don't trust the feckers in the 24-hour forecast. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier picking which novices Willie's going to put in. Right? I don't, I don't 14 day forecast. A day, a day forecast. It's absolutely. I swear to you, they just do it to um, appease us. There's no such thing as a 14 day weather forecast unless you live in the bloody desert. Um, it is supposed to warm up next week. I suspect it will be soft ground, to be honest. But uh, we'll see. It is. And I know we are getting short on time, lads. But there is one, one last question. It can go to one of you, or doesn't matter. James Stocks, which handicap lends itself to festival form the most? I think that's quite an interesting question. Ooh. If there is one, hmm. festival form as a as a general rule is something that you you take a bit more seriously, I think, um, rather than sort of individual races. I mean, you always like to see a horse run well pre- in a previous in a previous year in the same race. It will give you a bit more confidence. But 
just festival form, just the, the the tempo of of the races at the festival was completely different to what to what you'd get day in day, especially in February on a Tuesday afternoon at Hereford. True. So I mean, you know, it's just the tempo of the races, and if you know a horse has handled it a previous year, coming back, it just gives you that bit of confidence. I think you handled it again. Yeah, and it's one of those self fulfilling prophecies as well, and that if a horse shows up well at the festival, you know, you, it mightn't even have anything to do with the course and distance. Their connections will decide. Yeah. He goes well at Cheltenham. Let's tailor the whole campaign around that. And they look to have him peaking there. And lo and behold, they run well again there. And people say, ah, it's a great Cheltenham horse. But it may or may not be true. But the, the result is the same anyway. So Very, very true. Well, our final section is our anti-post selection. Remember, you do not have to have an anti-post. Last week was week 13. Daryl had no bet. Kev had no bet. Brendan uh, came in with Captain T. 14 to 1 for the Albert Bartlett. Martin, you are our guest, so you can go first. Do you have an anti post? Don't feel pressured. Oh, the pressure. <laughs> no, pressure. I, 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 given that we're doing the handicaps, um, I'll stick with the handicaps. There's a few there, there's a few I'd be positive about, to be honest. I, I do think that uh, Theatre Man, whichever race he runs in, will will be a big player. Um, but I'll go Petit on air for the um, County Hurdle. Uh, 33, to 30, one, 33 to one. Brilliant. Daryl? Yes, I'll go 33 to one as well for Palamon in the Boodles for Paul Nolan. Love it. Kevin Blake? No, look, I'm so happy oh, my portfolio at the minute. The, 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 the pot is overflowing <laughs> with goodness. Um, so I don't I don't want to I don't want to over overfill it. But uh, what's the best what's the best position sir, at the moment? Jesus, what is the best position? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I got I, I got on brighter days ahead before they all started saying she's the best horse to ever live. So I think that might look okay by the time we get there. Um, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, no, the, the the pot isn't overflowing, but uh, there's a couple. Of the, we we have we have a few live ones, Martin. So we'll hope for a result. But uh, I look with the handicaps. You know what they're like. Um, if you if you don't have one that just jumps off the page at you with a massive price like the lads have picked, um, I'm happier waiting until closer to the time when when you know the ground. And you can take kind of a, a stronger view, even if it means taking a, a slightly shorter price, because, um, you know, there'll be plenty. If you if you put up horses based on good to soft ground and it comes up soft to heavy, you may as well throw it in the bin generally at Cheltenham. So um, I'll wait a little bit longer. I'll be calculated and pick my punches, Natalie. Fair enough. Very wise words. Well, yes, our ultimate pod then. Um, and remember, our offer completely free bet on racing multiples available every weekend until Cheltenham. Opt-in required. Maximum one free bet per customer per weekend. Exclusions and T's and C's apply. But head over to Betfair Sportsbook to find out more. And please also check out our safer gambling tools on the Betfair Sportsbook. Gamble responsibly. Hence, Kev decided not to have an post this week. Um, do gamble responsibly next week. We will join you. We're getting closer and closer to the best one, Martin. Thank you for being a great guest. Daryl Kev, thank you as always. Another wonderful show. We did really well, guys, because there was a lot to get through because those handicaps are pretty muddling, aren't they? Yes. Yes, Natalie. Yes, Natalie. Right. See you all next week, guys. Bye. Cheers, guys. Mm.